today on People Worth Knowing. I'll talk about a man that developed an empire that today has 2 billion daily active users. He is multilingual, and in the midst of all his money, he is actually quite frugal. He's colorblind to red and green colors. I'll also talk about a man that eats a Quest bar every morning for breakfast, who has also met with Pope Francis and developed an application that had over 25,000 signups on just day one. And lastly, I'll talk about a man that now has a net worth over $105 billion, with a B. He originally wanted to be an astronaut, and that same man grew up on a plot of land over half of the size of Washington, D.C., All that and more coming up on People Worth Knowing. Welcome. You're listening to People Worth Knowing, a podcast about the noteworthy, iconic public figures who have shaped our society, brands, and major companies with their thoughts, opinions, decisions, and views. Each episode, we explore how these men and women started from nothing and rose to the top. If you're listening for the first time, thanks for joining us. And now... People Worth Knowing with your host, Nick Harrison. So the comment I made in the intro about the man being colorblind, that is Mr. Mark Zuckerberg, the founder and CEO of Facebook. Did you know that Facebook's color scheme is blue and the logo is blue? Not for just randomosity. It's actually blue because Mark Zuckerberg has a red-green colorblindness. And that's why he made his color scheme of his application blue. Mark Zuckerberg was born on May 14, 1984 in White Plains, New York, to a dentist-psychiatrist couple. He is son to both Edward Zuckerberg and Karen Kempner. Mark has three sisters. Their names are Randy, Donna, and Ariel. He grew up in Dobbs Ferry, New York. Mark was a brilliant person when it came to studies and school. He joined Phillips Exeter Academy, a private school, in his junior year. Mark could write French, Hebrew, Latin, and Ancient Greek and has a diploma in classics. Although he excelled in literature and fencing, he had an avid interest for computers, but Little did he know that his love of computers would become his foundation of success. Computers fascinated him around the tender age of 12 years old. Such was his eagerness that even his father had to hire a private computer tutor for him. Mark impressed his tutor, David Newman. David Newman saw Mark pursue his graduate computer course during his high school. That's something that you don't witness every day. He could usually write computer programs. One of his programs, called ZuckNet, helped his father communicate with his assistant at work. Still in his teens, he created a music software named Synapse. This little project of his attracted the Top Guns. Companies like Microsoft and AOL came calling. They wanted to buy the software. In fact, they tried to buy the software and even hire him as an employee. But Mark Zuckerberg declined all offers. This was the making of Mark Zuckerberg, the man with a net worth of five, I'm sorry, $56.7 billion. 
By the time he started studying at Harvard, he was already a computer genius. He was the mastermind for any of your software-related problems or queries. This university, and in university too, he could never stop coding. He never did stop coding. His obsession resulted in further new computer programs. The first of these programs was Course Match. This program helped in selecting a class based on the choices of other students. And then came FaceMash, a leisure project. FaceMash caught up with people very fast. It became popular and generated a lot of traffic. So huge that it cut off the Harvard's internet access. This incident did not bode well for FaceMash, and finally it got shut down. At this point in time, Mark was at the top of his game. Three of his colleagues came up to him with an idea for a social networking site called the Harvard Connection. Divya Narenda and twins Cameron and Tyler Winklevoss wanted an in-campus dating website. The website intended to use information from the student networks. Mark started working on the project, but soon after left the project. In January of 2004, he initiated work on a new website. Soon, his friends, Dustin Moskowitz, Chris Hughes, and Eduardo Severin, joined the project. By the first week of February, his website, The Facebook, was online. The goal was now clear for him, so he dropped out of Harvard and started working on his project full-time. He moved to Palo Alto, California to continue with his project, and thanks to his efforts, Facebook grew a lot and was hosting 1 million users by the end of 2004, and like they say it, the rest is history. Stating Mark Zuckerberg's career as successful would be an understatement. It's been a revelation. The things he has achieved are not possible if you don't have the right mentality. Focus and hard work become second nature. He had numerous opportunities to sell his company, but he refused every offer. His mission, as he states, is to, quote, make the world open. He once said in an interview, quote, it's not because of the amount of money. For me and my colleagues, the most important thing is that we create an open information flow for people. Having media corporations owned by conglomerates is not just an attractive idea to me. He is doing his part in making this world a better place. Along with the open world motto, he also intends to connect every person on this earth to the Internet. Besides these, he is also contributing to human potential development and equality. He has signed the Giving Pledge, along with Warren Buffett and Bill Gates meaning that he has promised to donate at least half of their wealth to charity. In December of 2015, along with his wife, Priscilla Chan, he vowed to give away 99% of their Facebook shares in due time. He has donated to various causes like the West Africa Ebola virus epidemic, Biohub, etc., it's been quite a journey for Mark Zuckerberg, seeing his childhood affinity for computers let him build an empire, and there's so much to learn from this. Focus, dedication, hard work. You know, it's about time that we took a page from Mark's life and put some effort into shaping ourselves and humanity. I mean, 
he's a well-known for his company called Facebook, of which the majority of the population is familiar with, making Mark Zuckerberg one of the people worth knowing. Kevin York Sistrom, best known as Kevin Sistrom, he's the founder of Instagram, or co-founder at the least. He was born on December 30th, 1983 in Holston, Massachusetts. Kevin Sistrom, alongside Mike Krieger, founded Instagram social network, which has over 500 million active users. Sistrom is an American programmer, entrepreneur, and the CEO of Instagram. He and Mike Krueger have recently left Instagram six years after selling it to Facebook CEO Mark Zuckerberg, we just talked about. Kevin Sistrom's mother is Diane Sistrom and works as a marketing executive at Zipcar. She has also worked at Monster and Swap It. His father, Douglas Sistrom, is vice president of human resources in TJX Companies. Sistrom also has a sister, Caitlin Sistrom. Kevin Sistrom attended the Middlesex School in Concord, Massachusetts, and it was where he was introduced to the wonders of computer programming. His interest in computer programming sparked when playing Doom 2 game when he was a kid. He would even create his own levels in the game. During his high school days, Sistrom had a job at a vinyl record store known as Boston Beat, located in downtown Boston. Sistrom graduated from Stanford University in Palo Alto, California in 2006 with a bachelor's degree in management science and engineering. During his stay at Stanford, Sistrom took his third-year winter term to study photography in Florence. He was also a member of Sigma Nu Fraternity, which was founded at Virginia Military Institute in 1869 and due to its military heritage, was known for its adherence to principles of love, honor, and truth. Kevin Sistrom was among the 12 students in the Stanford University chosen to take part in Mayfield's Fellows Program at the campus. The program educates students on establishing successful startups and offers them internship opportunities. This opportunity reportedly gave him a taste of the startup world after it led to an internship at Odeo, a company that would eventually give rise to Twitter, as we know it now. On October 31, 2016, Kevin Sistrom married Nicole Schutz in a New Orleans-inspired ball-themed black tie masquerade wedding. He had been in a relationship with Nicole since college, In January 2018, Sistrom and his wife had a daughter, Freya Sistrom. Kevin Sistrom enjoys listening to music, skiing, fine food, especially Italian, and taking holidays at Lake Tahoe in California. His favorite color is blue, and his dream destination is Paris. His favorite celebrities are actor Matt Damon and actress Alexandra Daddario. He met with Pope Francis at the Vatican in February of 2016. They had a discussion about images and photos uniting people of different generations, cultures, and people across the borders. After graduating from Stanford, Sistrom joined Google, where he spent two years working on Gmail, Google Docs, Google Spreadsheets, and Google Calendars, among other projects. He later quit Google out of frustration after failing to be moved into their associate product manager program. So then he joined Next Stop, 
a social travel recommendation site founded by ex-Googlers. During this time, Systrom considered combining popular social games with location check-ins. During one of his vacations in Mexico with his girlfriend, he realized that she was unwilling to post her photos taken from an iPhone 4 camera because she felt they were not good-looking enough. He came up with a solution to adopt photo filters, which would hide the qualitative inferiority in photos to make them more appealing. He is the developer of X-Pro2 filters used in Instagram today. With that idea, Sistrom created a prototype that was later named Brubbin. At one of the parties, Sistrom pitched his idea to Andresian Horowitz, a private venture capital firm and Baseline Ventures, which is a venture investment firm, focusing in seed and growth stage investments in technology companies. The two firms would later fund him $500,000 two weeks after their first meeting. Sistrom quit from Next Stop to focus on Brubbin. Sistrom partnered with Mike Krieger, who was an early Brubbin user. Although the two had not met before, they had both been part of the Mayfields Fellows program. While in San Francisco, the two built an HTML5 check-in service in Brubbin that allowed its users to do many things, such as checking in locations, posting pictures, earning points from checking in with friends, and so much more. The duo soon confirmed what they had learned during their Mayfields Fellowship program. Brubbin had too many features and users didn't want complicated products. With that in mind, the two decided to focus on a photo-sharing platform instead. Brubbin led to the development of Instagram, which simply means Instant Camera and Telegram. They launched the app on October 6, 2010, and within a few hours after launching, it had already gained thousands of users. They registered a million users during their first month, and within a year, Instagram had over 10 million registered users. When interviewed by Forbes, Kevin Sistrom stated that Instagram was a new form of communication, ideally fit with the always-with-you iPhone social media in today's world. In April of 2012, Facebook bought Instagram, along with its 13 employees, for $1 billion in cash and stock. Sistrom raked $400 million from the deal based on his ownership and stake in Instagram. He remained part of Instagram for the next years, six years to be exactly. Under his leadership, Kevin Sistrom led Instagram into developing key features such as filters, explore tabs, and short video uploads. He hired James Everingham, the former Yahoo vice president, and Kevin Wheel, a former head of product development in Twitter, as Instagram executives. On September 24, 2018, word spread that the duo was resigning from Instagram. Though not very clear why the co-founders abruptly quit Instagram after six successful years of collaboration, Kevin Sistrom said that there might be future products with Mike Krieger. When asked his reason, Kevin Sistrom said he wanted to focus more on being a father to his young daughter. He has won several awards and achievements. Sistrom was awarded the Founder of the Year during the Crunchy's sixth annual awards in the year of 2012. 
He was ranked 30th on Forbes list age under 30 on the social media and mobile category in 2016. In 2015, Kevin Sistrom received the CFDA Social Media Award. And in 2016, he was recognized by Forbes magazine as a billionaire after Facebook stocks rose by 500%, thus increasing his net worth to 100, I'm sorry, 1.1 billion dollars. His current net worth as of this year in 2018 is approximately 1.5 billion dollars with a B. Instagram is an increasingly popular social media application that was co-founded by Kevin Systrom, making him one of the people worth knowing. Most people know Jeff Bezos to be the chief executive and the founder of Amazon. But there is a whole lot more to that billionaire as he has recently been named by Forbes as the richest man in America. That happened after surpassing the $150 billion mark in terms of assets. Jeff Bezos was born in Albuquerque, but spent most of his youth in Houston, Texas. He attended Princeton University, where he earned an engineering degree, as well as a degree in computer science. After graduation, Bezos spent eight years working on Wall Street before deciding to take a road trip in 1994. That road trip led him to Seattle, which is where he founded Amazon. Amazon originally began as an online bookstore, a company that he started out of his garage. But within a very short period of time, they moved to selling products and services, as well as providing audio and video streaming. He soon even developed the largest provider of cloud infrastructure services available in the world. Within three years of starting the company, Jeff Bezos took Amazon to the stock market, offering its first public IPO, or initial public offering. Both Fortune and Barron's were critical of the company, espousing that Amazon was not destined for greatness, This became a catalyst for Jeff Bezos, who made it a priority to overtake the leading book retailers, which he did. In a little over 20 years, Jeff Bezos turned a $300,000 investment from his parents into the largest online retailer in the world. The stock continued to rise in value as his personal stock holdings reached $109 billion in January of 2018. As the assets in the company increased, the CEO started to take on new interests. In 2000, the CEO founded an aerospace company, referred to as Blue Origin. The goal of this company was to create a human spaceflight business, as Jeff Bezos had the desire to create the possibility that human life would inhabit the entire solar system. This has been one of his dreams since graduating from high school. And in fact, during his valedictorian speech, he often talked about his long-term goals of building hotels and amusement parks, as well as creating a colony of human beings that would one day be in orbit. He figured that this was inevitable because of the overuse of resources on the planet. Blue Origin was really nothing more than a name until 2006 when they purchased a huge section of land in the western portion of Texas. This would become the launch and test facility for the company, 
and in September of 2011, they were ready for their first test. However, the unmanned probe crashed during a test flight. It took four more years before he would be ready to test again, and that flight was successful as the new Shepard successfully reached an altitude of almost 330,000 feet before returning and landing successfully on the launch pad. In 2017, Blue Origin was able to take a dummy group of passengers up to orbit and then returned successfully. This has buoyed Bezos' goal of finally seeing human beings preparing to expand throughout the solar system. In 2013, Jeff Bezos became the owner of the Washington Post, purchasing it for $250 million. While a limited liability holding company is legally the owner of the paper, Jeff Bezos has always made it clear that he is the one who is running the show. He has drastically changed the paper, including removing its online paywall for subscribers. He has also reconstructed it greatly by changing the digital media and platforms used by the paper. While Jeff Bezos has maintained that the paper's independence is sacrosanct, there has often been battles within the editorial board over how much control the owner has had. Bezos was one of the original shareholders at Google. Turning a $250,000 investment he made in 1998 into 3.3 million shares that were worth $3.1 billion by 2017. He also has an invested in a biotechnology company that is working to either slow or stop the aging process. While Jeff Bezos is one of the most recognizable people on the planet, he is also a person that few people know well. The executive has always tried to keep out of the public spotlight, letting his businesses do most of the talking for him. However, like too many people in the business industry, he has a reputation of being a totalitarian type leader. For years, he paid below market wages to employees, a policy that has changed in recent weeks due to a push by Senator Bernie Sanders. This forced Amazon to pay restitution to the government for government subsidies, employees that were required to get for their survival. He has also become a villain, like many within the progressive movement, who view his business model to be another example of a rich billionaire paying his employees slave labor wages. This led the city of Seattle to impose a tax against Amazon earlier this year, which was eventually repealed when Bezos made it clear that he would move the company rather than pay the tax. Jeff Bezos is a smart businessman who has driven his company to be the biggest online marketer on the planet. He is one of the largest employers in America and has risen to become the wealthiest man in the country, making him one of the people worth knowing. You can find all of these success stories and more on our website, www.peopleworthknowing.com. We discuss iconic figures and inspiring CEO success stories. Success stories, rather. Anybody that makes a people worth knowing. I'm your host, Nick Harrison. Thanks for listening. for joining us for this episode of the People Worth Knowing Podcast.
with Nick Harrison. Connect with us at peopleworthknowing.com where you can subscribe to the show on iTunes, Google Play, or via RSS so you'll never miss an episode. If you found value in this podcast, we'd appreciate a rating on iTunes. Or if you'd simply tell a friend about the show, that would help too. We'll be back with another episode soon.